important. So I'm going to ask all of our Connect Group leaders to just come up and on either side of the, the stage here. You know who you are. Come on up. I'm going to introduce you. Make sure everybody knows who you are, knows your faces. Come on up. Awesome. So if you want to know, again, if, don't be surprised. I'm going, to, I'm going to point you to your church app again today. Um, so we, we've got some connect groups starting up. And it, you can go to your More tab and go to Connect Groups to learn more about Connect Groups. I'm going to give you just a little bit about what we're doing here. So our Connect Groups is our opportunity to connect in relationship with one another. Does anybody need to connect with someone else? Isn't that, yeah? We need to connect. Okay. If you didn't think you need to connect, you really need to connect. <laughs> Connecting with one another is so important. That relationship fuels us. It's so important to us. Even introverts, you need to connect. You need relationships. And so we have connect groups that are, these are this is a brand new launch. And, uh, and there's going to be more connect groups in the future. But right now, we've got some awesome uh, startups. These are our pioneers in front of you that said, I'll, I'll do it. I got this. And so we've got three different kinds of connect groups, okay? And our first is our community groups. And a community group is going to gather around some really important things like food and fellowship. And we're going to talk about Jesus, what discipleship is. We're going to talk about maybe the message and what we got out of it and how we can apply it to our lives. But it's a highly relational and also spiritual group. And so our connect leaders are going to be uh, Paul and Julie, right here. Say hi to Paul and Julie. Also, not to put anyone else to shame, they just became members. They haven't been here very long, so, so, so maybe some other people need to step up too. But also, people stepping up that have been here a long time, <laughs> Jacob and Christina Rivera. It's our connect groups, and we've also got Mark and Trudy Barfield. All right, okay. So sign up, okay? Connect groups meet once or twice a month, okay, depending on the group. So you just go to, our, go to the tab or go to our website or go to the Life Center, go somewhere, and you're going to find more information about all their groups and when they meet, okay? And then our next type of connect group is our life group. So life group's going to be a study. It's going to be a discipline where we're really targeting an area of our life that we want to grow in. And so our first one is going to be a study on being a godly grandparent who influences not just the next generation, but the one after that. And Bob and Carolyn are going to be leading that. And that'll be hosted at Don and Joanne Tracy's home right downtown here in Ording. And then we've got Sean and Deborah are going to be leading a marriage life group. I want you to invest in your marriage. If you, our marriage is doing really well or not doing really well, you need to invest in your marriage. They're doing a study called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And sometimes we just got to laugh, right, as we grow. So these, those are two great areas of life. You can go to more than one group. They're like different days of the week. And I don't know, your schedule might be crazy, but if it's not and you're just like, I just want to go to lots of groups, then go to other groups. And then we also have a couple of interest groups, three of them, an interest group is, uh, they vary. An interest group is we're going to take an area of interest in our life. We're going to gather around it. We're going to pray for one another. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about the Lord. And then we're going to just go do something together. And so those, these are very different. This is just gathering. Now, you can go do whatever. No, you, can't, you can't do whatever you want in your life. <laughs> this book says. But 
We can do lots of things. And, uh, and interest groups is an opportunity for us to, to put the word out and say, hey, I enjoy this. Will you join this? Will you, you, who wants to join me? Okay. And so uh, starting on the very end, Anthony down at the end, uh, his group isn't going to start until April. Okay, but you can sign up now and you can get involved in this group. And he's going to put together a group that meets at the park and rides the bikes on the trail. And the cool thing about Anthony is that if you gather up and meet with him, he'll also tell you how to make your brakes work and why you're, tell you why your chain's falling off and help you fix it. So uh, he knows a lot about that kind of stuff. He just fixed a bike for me. But uh, it's just an opportunity. Gather as a family. Just meet up. Say, hey, we're going to meet up today uh, on a Sunday afternoon. We're just going to ride the trail today. And that's going to just be a fun group. You'll gather up. You'll say, let's pray together and then go ride. All right? So it's pretty simple. And then Teresa is going to be leading a group on prayer. So you'll be meeting at her house. You just say, I just want to get together with some people, and I just want to have a night once a month, or is it once a month, or twice a month? Twice a month. Uh, or I just want to pray. We just want to get together and just pray. And so uh, it's simple. You just pray, right? That's what there is to it. It's prayer. You're, you just want to pray. And then, uh, and then Rob on the end has got an interest group. This one's for men only. Uh, I know. I, I already heard one woman really upset about that, but... Too bad. Uh, it's on Friday nights, and uh, they get together twice a month, have a meal together. Uh, is it potluck style? I think. And then watch a Marvel movie. Come on. Like how how can you go wrong with that? Who doesn't need that in their life, right? Let's get together with some guys, eat some food, and watch Marvel, uh, and pray. Don't forget to pray. All right. So so this is like our what we really want to draw you into is man, will you just get in relationship with one another? We just be in relationship. Will you get together? And these people have stepped forward and say, I'll lead a group. Uh, as we go on with this, you can lead a group too. Uh, you just there's a video and there's some re- small requirements we ask of you, but uh, all that is on your church app or on our website. All right. So would you just stretch out a hand? I want to pray over these pioneers in front of us. Lord, we thank you for these people here on the front here, Lord, who have said, I will step out and I will lead. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would send people to their groups, Lord God. We pray that, that, that lives would be transformed in community. Lord, we know that if we're going to grow, we've got to get, we've got to get small sometimes. We've got to get together with a few people, and we've got to work on places in our life. We've got to seek you with others, Lord. And so I pray for these groups as they get started, Lord, that they would flourish, Lord, that they would have so much fun together. And Lord, that as a church, it would bond us. It would bring us closer together, and that we would really be able to have community together. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you give these guys a hand? Thank you so much. If you have questions about their group, you can go talk to them. Now you know what they look like, all right, and sign up for our groups. Uh, I'm going to get into the message here. Before I do that, I want to pray together collectively for uh, our friend Bill Marshall. Uh, has pneumonia. He's been in the hospital a few days. I've been there a couple times, and, and he's doing a little bit better, but uh, we just want to lift him up because uh, there's meds and there's doctors and all those things that work, but we also know the great physician. And so we're going to lift him up that, that he would make a recovery and make it quickly. Amen. And so Lord, we come before you and we lift Bill up to you. Lord, we pray that you would hold him in your hand. We pray healer that you would come and heal. Holy Spirit, would you come upon him? Lord, I, I love the song we just sang, Lord, let that hospital room become an upper room where the work of the Spirit happens, where the miracles are poured out, Lord God, where healing happens. Lord, we pray that you would come and you would touch our brother, that you would heal his lungs. 
Lord, that he would come out of this, Lord, with his lungs better than they were before he went in, Lord, and better than they were before he had pneumonia. Lord, I pray that you would restore him to health. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, well, I've got just a short message. I want to share the vision, and then we're going to, I'm not going to dig real deep into it because we're going to dig into this over the next weeks. Uh, Shout out to Meg and her team. Looks amazing in here. If you've been around the month of January, all the old decor from 2022 comes down, and I like to call it Appreciate Meg Month, January, because it's like bare in here, but then all of a sudden it comes to life. So, um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I projects, do you, anyone have home projects ever? Yeah, maybe. Um, one of the home projects that I have every single year is uh, patching the lawn. And I, I, I don't, I just have to keep doing it over and over and over and over. And I, there's just, anyone have that issue? Your lawn's perfect? Okay, come fix my lawn if you need, if your lawn's perfect. But patching the lawn, and you have these spots that come up, and maybe moss choked out an area, and you go into the spring, and now your lawn's growing, it's great, but you got this one little circle, and it's just like dead. And I want to just be able to like go over it, and like sprinkle some seed, and be like, in the name of Jesus, and it just grows, but it doesn't work that way. In fact, I've tried that. They say just overseed, it'll work. I found that like on these areas, I've got to actually like, do something to the soil so that the seed will take. I've got to get a shovel out. I've got to get something and start to like rough up that soil. And that's like rock hard dirt. You know, when they build your house and they put your yard in for you and they put like this much like terrible sand underneath and then it's like all green and then it doesn't rain for one day and it turns brown. Does anyone have lawns like that, right? And so you got this ground and it's hard and it's not great and you got to just kind of dig through it. You got to protect the seed once you put the soil down and it's soft and then you put some peat moss over it, you water it and eventually you fertilize it. And it grows, but if the ground is hard, the process doesn't even begin. If the ground is hard and the seed doesn't take, then you've got nothing. And so you've got to break ground. You've got to break ground. And if our lives are going to flourish, we've got to do the same. I really believe that as I was speak, praying and, and seeking the Lord that he spoke to me, that that is what we are to do this year spiritually in our lives, that we have got to break up some ground. And I really sense the Lord just speak those two simple words, Brad, break ground. Now, naturally, I got really excited because I was like, oh, building project, woo, break ground, let's go. And, uh, and, and the Lord, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I don't know. Like, I can't make promises, but I mean, I'm like, hallelujah, cross my fingers, praise the Lord, you know, whatever it takes, like, let's go, Jesus, let's break ground physically. And I want to do that, and I, I'm hopeful, and I think it's possible. So that's exciting, all right? But... But the Lord was speaking to me. But the Lord was speaking to me as, as my, my mind wandered toward those dreams, sweet dreams of no setup and tear down. The Lord brought clarity to those words, break ground. And that clarity was a call to the church to break through the surface, to break through the surface on things in our life, to break through symptoms and address roots, to break through what we see and deal with what is unseen, to break through the lie, what lies below the surface, to allow God to touch it, to heal it, to redeem it, and to restore it. 
Because if God is going to do a transformation work, if God is going to raise up a mighty church for this time, and this is what is needed right now in our world, is a church that has been transformed, a church that is different than the world, a church that understands the power of our God. If we're going to see that, we've got to dig some things. And I know it's uncomfortable, uh, but, but this is what I believe the Lord wants us to get to this year, is to dig up some things. And so we're going to turn to Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 real quickly. And we're going to read this scripture. This is our verse for the year. Our verse for the year. It says this, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. There's just three simple things I want to talk to you about today, and then we're going to dig into this more next week. And the first is this, that if we're going to break ground, there is an investment that has to be made on our part, an investment. The first thing we see is sowing, that there is a buy-in. We bring something to the table. Well, what do we bring to the table? What we bring to the table is repentance. What we bring to the, temple, uh, to the table is humility. We bring resources. We bring our time. If there's an area of our life that we want to see flourish, we have to sow into it. We have to be intentional about it. It's, it's no surprise we had Sean and Deborah up here doing a, a marriage class, right? And so you, know, you, can, you can have relationships like marriages and you can get 10, 20 years down the road and be like, how come we're not feeling close? How, what, what happened? Like, we're fine. Like, we're okay, right? Like, no one's like, nothing major, but yet maybe there wasn't a sewing. Maybe there wasn't an intentionality. Maybe there wasn't working through things. And there's something that we've got to sew into. So they have an opportunity at their life group for you to sew into your marriage, to make an investment there. And breaking ground requires both a decision and an action to sow. What we choose to live for the Lord, that we will sow righteousness, that in, in my life I will choose to set aside the things that aren't of Him. The things that are not of God, I'm going to choose to set those things aside. Those things that pull me away, those things that distract me, those things that tempt me, those things that cause me to sin. I'm going to invest my heart, my mind, and my time into pursuing the way of God. I, what would happen if everybody in our country or on this planet, or how about just in this state or in this city, in our region, who said, I'm a Christian, would do this, would put aside the things that distract and invest their heart and mind and soul into pursuing God with our lives every day. That is investment. That is sowing righteousness. There was a preacher in the late 1700s named Charles Simeon. And he said this, and there's a quote here. I, want to, I, I think I have it up here on the screen. We'll get to that. It says, Though no man ever hopes to reap wheat where he has sowed only tares, almost all expect to obtain heaven, notwithstanding they have never made it the one object of their pursuit. And that is the state of our world. Is it not? Oh, yeah, I just, I just want all the blessings. I want all the good. And I, I, you know, I'm going to church that one time that year so that I can make sure that I'm good and like check the box and I'm good. We are not checkbox Christians. Like we are pursuing God that if we are going to break ground, there is a pursuit, there is a work, there is an action that we have to put into it. The second thing we see in this scripture, besides an investment, that sowing of righteousness is hard work. That there is a hard work that is required. 
See, when I think of fallow ground, what comes to mind are those, you know, when you're in like Arizona and Texas and those places where it doesn't rain a whole lot and then it rains and they have flash floods. Have you ever seen those? Has anyone ever been a part of one of those before? You know why that happens? Because the ground's so hard that it can't even absorb water. I know you can't. Uh, Washingtonians are like, huh, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> But that ground there is so hard, it's so crusted over that not even rainwater can saturate it. And it just floods. It just floods and there's this hard ground that needs to be broken up. Or it's like when you're walking out through the woods. Does anyone love walking out in the woods and in those places, right? You go in those places where you, we got some, some people here who like to go hunting, for example, and you find the trails. You know what I'm talking about? You find those places. You can tell where all of the, the wildlife has walked. There's all these animal trails. And on those trails, there's all this brush and all these sticker bushes and everything. But then there's this trail, and it's all marshy over here, and you're sinking. But then you get on this path, and all of a sudden, it's firm. And you start to follow it. Well, why is that? Because it's been trod upon over and over and over. That there has been animals, there has been people that have walked this path. And as they continue to step foot on it, they've packed that ground down. And more people walk on it and more animals walk on it. It gets packed down more and more until there's a nice, firm path to walk on. And that's what we're looking for when we're walking through the woods is that nice, firm path. But that ground is hard because it's been tread upon over and over and over. And I realized as I was reading this this week that we create fallow ground in our own lives when we tread upon the same issues over and over again without ever digging into them. We just tread on them over and over. And we don't, we don't want to dig. We don't want to get down to it. We're just like, okay, I'll just work with the symptom for a second. But we, we tread on that ground and there it lies. A hardness, a bitterness, an ungodly belief, a drinking problem, an addiction, a poor self-image. You name it, it's there. And you've tread upon it over and over and over. And I believe the Lord wants to say to you in that area of your life, that ground needs to be broken. That ground needs to be broken. It isn't helping. It's a place of unhealth. Listen to these definitions of the word break. I love this. To break is to separate into pieces as a result of a blow, shock, or strain. Or a break is to interrupt a sequence or a course. Man, are you ready to break some things this year? Break some things off of your life? Are you ready to strike a blow, to interrupt a pattern? That's what I believe God's calling us to. To break ground is to strike a blow to both the work of the flesh and the work of the enemy. And that's what growth looks like. That's what transformation looks like in our lives as we follow Jesus. And we've got these areas that we've tread upon over and over and over again. And I believe that this year, if we will sow, if we will make that investment into our time and our, be intentional about it and we do the hard work, we're going to see both the work of the flesh and the work of the enemy broken in our lives. That's piercing that fallow ground. And so we, we, we've got to get some resolve. We've got, to, we've got to put some hard work into it and begin to, rather than say things like, 
well, this is just the way it's always been, or this is just how I am, or this is just how I talk, or this is just how I think, or this is just the nature of our relationship. It's always going to be this way. We've got to start to do the hard work and start saying things like, I'm not content to stay unhealed, unhealthy, and unholy. I won't be content with it anymore. I am not going to sit back any longer and keep in my life this place of unhealth, this place that is unhealed, this place that is unholy. I'm not okay with revisiting these same issues every few years or every few months or every few weeks. I'm not okay with it. I resolve to break the cycle. I resolve to break the bondage. I resolve to break the lie that if we would commit, if we would do the hard work, I believe that we're going to see those things broken up, that we're going to see the real work of transformation. I'm so saddened when I see God's people be held back by these things, where, where God has such a glorious, promised, amazing life and future for us, but then we're held back by these things. We're held back, and I want to see God break these things. And as a church, when you break that ground, I believe the promise is right here in Hosea 10, 12, and it's a promise of deliverance, which is the last thing that I want to share with you this morning, deliverance. It says here in verse 12 that he will come and rain righteousness upon you. And as I was studying this out, the word in the Hebrew for righteousness is a slightly different word than the one used where he says to sow righteousness. Where he's talking about sowing righteousness is to make an investment into the holy, to make an investment into purity, to make an investment into saying, God, I will live rightly for you. But the reign of righteousness speaks to salvation of the Lord that there is a salvation that the Lord is going to bring. It's the rescue of Jesus. It's the deliverance that he brings. That right standing with God that we receive when we're saved, that's the reins of righteousness. And I believe that God is going to send reins of deliverance upon his church this year. I, I believe that some of you will walk in complete freedom this year for the very first time that there have been things in your life that have been holding you back. There are things that if you would break ground, you would find that there's something below the surface that you haven't really dealt with because you've just been treading on that place over and over again. That rescue of Jesus. The things that have plagued you will lose their grip. The things of old will be washed away by his mighty reign. That as it says that he who is in Christ is a new creation, that the old has passed away. I believe he's going to send that on, upon this church this year. And that we will experience the fullness of life in Jesus. Does anybody want the fullness of life in Jesus? Anybody want that? Anybody want just like a freedom from those mindsets, a freedom from those things, that, that places of frustration, those issues that we deal with, that we'd say, God, I want to see a deliverance this year. I believe that we will experience if we would press in, if we would say, God, put a shovel in my hand, put a pickaxe in my hand, I'm going to break ground on this thing. I'm going to break ground on this issue that continues to just kind of, we're avoiding, that we're just skirting around, Lord God, and we will experience the fullness of God as we put our hand to that work, that we will experience the marriage that God destined for you from the beginning. 
That there's many of you here, I believe, that that marriage that God has destined for you, you haven't even experienced yet. In fact, it's been broken for a long time and you've just continued to put band-aids on it. Or you've just continued to just kind of like be okay for short little seasons at a time, long enough to just barely make it and barely stay together. But God says, will you break ground in this place and experience what I really have for you? You experience the victory over sin that you didn't even think was possible. I think there's people here today, the people at Abundant Life, there are some of you that have never had victory over an area of sin in your life. You didn't think it was possible, so you've just done the best you could. But I believe that you're going to experience that freedom this year, that you're going to experience refreshing for your weary soul, that you'll experience lies losing their voice for the first time, where there's been seasons where you've been able to kind of go, okay, I'm going to just walk fully with Jesus, and it's been good, and that was a good week, and I went to camp, and I, I just fully was all in, and the lies of the enemy lost their power, but then they just kind of circled back around again, and I, I want to break ground on those lies this year, and I want to see them lose their power once and for all. Some of you need to experience freedom from your past, things that you've kind of just squashed down and said, oh, they, they don't define me. You know, I, I know I'm kind of edgy, or I know I kind of got this, or I know I say this to people, I know I push people away. Eh, that's just who I am. And God's going to begin to show you, like, you know, I want, I want to work some things through in you. Because that's not who you are. It's not how I've made you. And as you sow righteousness and you break ground, the Lord will send the rains of righteousness to pour out upon you. And here's what I believe is going to happen. I think this is so exciting. I believe that revival will become more, of a, more than a story from the past or a hope for the future, but it's going to be present here and now. That revival will come upon us, that there is a present reality of revival. So often we talk about revival and we talk about, look what God used to do, or we pray and say, God, what will you do? But I believe that if we would break ground, we're going to see it now, in the here and now, that this will be a revival year. Oh, no, not just revival for your friend who needs it. Not just revival for, yeah, my husband needs revival. You need revival. That God would bring revival to your spirit, that that fire that, 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 that we sing about in the upper room, that it would come back again to that, those places in our lives. It's time, it says right here, I love this, for it is time to seek the Lord. It is time. Is anybody ready to break ground? I am so ready to break ground with the Lord. And I have good news for you this morning. You, you were given this little communion on the way in. I have some good news for you. This is so cool. When Jesus died on the cross for you, you know what he did? He broke ground. He broke ground for you in your life. He made a way. Check this out. In Matthew 27, 51, it says this. It says that the earth shook and the rock split apart when Jesus died on the cross. Literally, the ground broke. And then in Matthew 28, verse 2, it says that there was another shaking, that the earth shook again, but this time the stone was rolled away, and he was raised from the dead. Literally, through his death and resurrection, Jesus literally broke ground. And he's going to break ground in your life this year. He's going to break ground in your life. And so here's what I want you to do with this communion this morning. I want to just invite you. Would you stand this morning as we close? And the worship team is going to lead us today. But I'm going to have you take this communion on your own. There's, 
there's a, a little cracker here, a little wafer, and then there's some, some juice, and this represents the body and the blood of Jesus that was broken for us. That we remember that his body was broken. When Jesus broke ground, it wasn't just a physical breaking. There was a breaking in the spiritual realm. There was a breaking in heavenly places so that the barrier between us and the Father would be broken and gone. And he gave his life for us. If you are going to see your ground broken this year, you need Jesus. You need the work of Jesus on the cross. You need the power of the blood of Jesus in your life. If you're in a place this year, which I think a lot of you are, and I, I, I want to just take the mystery and the shame or whatever out of the altar. This year, I, I want this, this front area here, and we're, we're actually we're going to change some things up, but I, I want this to just be an p- open place. So often we're saying, come forward and have someone pray with you, and you're like, I don't know if I want someone to like, pray with me. We just want to open up this altar to say, look, if you've got a place in your life and you need ground broken, you just come up here and receive your communion before the Lord up here. There's nothing really special or magical about this part of the room, (laughs) but there is something about getting out of your seat and saying, God, I'm going to walk to a place that represents God. This is where you're going to meet me. And you walk up to a place and you say, I want to meet you here today. And we, we get out of our place and we come and we say, God, I meet with you. And in that place, if you are, have an area in your life that you want to see God break ground and I want you to just come forward with your communion and I want you to, with Jesus, say, okay, Lord, I'm here to meet you. I'm here to see this ground broken. And just thank him for what he's done and receive your communion up front. Otherwise, as we go through this song of worship, you're just going to receive communion on your own. And I want us to just take before the Lord a heart of gratitude that says, God, you broke ground. Now, God, break ground in my life. Amen. So, Mike, would you lead us this morning? Lord God, we come before you and we just invite you here, Lord God, to break ground in our lives. Lord, we we thank you for what you're going to do. God, would you come and bring revival in this place, in this house, in our lives, in our hearts this year, we pray in the name of Jesus.